Well, finding a new church community after being hurt by church leaders and the pandemic can be daunting and overwhelming. And our panel discusses the changing expression of church, what a healthy and reimagined church can look like, and how you can start over in a new community again. That's coming up. From Crossroads Media, this is See Here Love, the podcast with Melinda Estabrooks, Season 8, Episode number 21. Tyndale is set apart for several reasons. They're very invested, not only in your academic excellence, but also your spiritual growth. The best part of studying at Tyndale is the flexibility. Our professors, they work with us to help us get through the courses. They really care about me as a person. Come, you'll see the diversity that the Kingdom of God has to offer. If you want to develop personally, I'd want to develop professionally. This is the place for you. The Bible can feel overwhelming, confusing, or hard to believe. Scripture Untangled, a new podcast by the Canadian Bible Society, brings you interviews with culture leaders, leaders in ministry, and Bible thinkers to help you be inspired to dive into the Bible and understand it. Listen for free and subscribe to Scripture Untangled on your preferred podcast app. Visit scriptureuntangled.ca for more information. Welcome to See, Here Love and to this brand new panel. That's the first time we have been together. Nicole Langman, social worker, author, and speaker. Your latest book out. You Are Wanted, Reclaiming the Truth of Who You Are. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. Amazing. Thank you. Yeah. Incredible. Sunite Litchmore, and you are a psychotherapist and an Enneagram practitioner. And then Brooke Nichols, welcome back. It's been a few years. It has been, yeah. Right? And Congratulations, Juno nominated, Ooh, singer, you. songwriter, and new author. Thank you, yes. Yeah. So welcome, welcome, and new mom. And new mom since the last time I was here. There's a lot of news <laughs> here, you guys. I'm just saying, new, you're new, and then so, so glad that you're here today, and especially for this conversation yeah. that I'm bringing to you. And we've called it Starting Over, Finding a Church Community After the Pandemic and Hurt by Church Leaders. I know it's a long title, mm. but I didn't know how to make it shorter. And, and it's come because I have a number of friends who are in this place. And if I'm, if I'm honest, my husband, Chris, and I are as well. Our, actually, our church ended uh, through the pandemic. And we are now in the process of trying to find another community. So really, we're talking about this so you can help me <laughs> navigate starting over. <laughs> like free counseling. So. Free counseling, that's it. That's exactly why this is happening. But it's... I, you know, I've shared that I'm starting over. Are any of you starting over? Maybe where you can tell me where you're at as far as your church experience presently. Nicole? I'm starting over. Okay. And um, so I, just before the pandemic, moved to Ontario from British Columbia. And um, I married a man who's from Ontario. And he's um, been actively involved in the church community. But our relationship is new. And so we wanted to find a church that was going to be um, for, for us to be able to kind of start our, our relationship together. And then the pandemic hit. Mm. And so we're still on the other side of the pandemic going, okay, so, and we live rural, so we're half an hour from a church and just trying to figure out, well, where, where do we really hunker down? So we've been dabbling, okay. but it hasn't been a full stop yet. Okay, so starting over. Starting over. Okay, tonight, you and your family? Yeah, we're still at the same church, um, but I am still familiar with church hurt and um, some frustrations within the church. And so I can relate, and I have a lot of people in my life who are displaced right now and don't have 
a home church. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. I will be starting over, uh, moving from one community to another community, um, leaving uh, a home church for eight years that I poured so much into. Feels, um, yeah, it feels like heartbreaking almost, you know, just mm -hmm. to, to leave that and then have to start over. Okay. Well, I, I want to discuss this latest article from in Christianity Today called The Rise of the Ums. And I want your thoughts on this because we've heard of the nuns and the duns. So the nuns are those who do not self-identify with any religious affiliation. So that's like none at all. Then there's the duns, uh, those exiting established religions, most, mostly Christianity for a variety of reasons. And this article says there's a third third group of people yeah. called the ums and the ums are uncertain and hesitant about how to re-engage with the church mm. they've distanced themselves from church attendance both in person and online they're fond of the local church and were active members and no are no longer they take jesus seriously and want to belong to a local congregation they're not bitter or cynical um, they're just maybe uncomfortable with not being committed to a church body and they're in that place Okay, so that's kind of what the ums are, which I really want to talk to you about. And what's interesting, that recent um, research has uh, suggested that up to one third of churchgoers stopped attending church in the pandemic, and that the majority of churches now are below their pre-pandemic attendance, mm -hmm. and that church attendance is down by 6%, from 34% in 2019 to 28% in 2021. So we are seeing a decline in church attendance. Mm -hmm. Initial thoughts about that. Does that surprise you or not surprise you? It doesn't surprise doesn't us okay. at all, no. How come? Um, I mean, a lot has happened during the pandemic. Even though it only lasted two and a half years, it's almost like life accelerated during that point. A lot of people had time to reevaluate their values, um, how they want to live their life. And a lot of us were faced with challenges mm -hmm. where we lost family members, where people got sick, um, and then where George Floyd died. And then we have um, sex, sexist allegations in churches have come up. And because we're at home, we're able to to digest this information on a different level versus if the world is open up, we're functioning on autopilot, we're outside all the time, we don't have that much downtime. But the pandemic allowed us to really sit down and think like, hey, do I want to go to this church mm -hmm. that stands for this? Do I want to spend my weekends in this way? Do I still believe mm -hmm. in God? Yeah. Big question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Nicole, does it surprise you? It doesn't surprise me at all. And I think the pandemic, if it did anything, is it just invited fear to the table in a new way. And it just caused us really to question everything. We're, we're so polarized in how we, how we see so many things now. And, um, and the churches look different. And so I'm not surprised. I also think we got out of routine, like you said tonight, and uh, we got out of routine. I know for me, there's been some laziness that I can just say it. I, you know, it's like Sunday morning is awesome in my pajamas with my coffee <laughs> and it's also awesome at church with my people and to be in in God's house but we've been used to watching online we've been used mm -hmm. to just hunkering down Sunday mornings I'm not surprised there's been a, a and decline. a lot of people feel like that they feel yeah. like oh I enjoy my pajamas and my coffee yeah. and yeah but uh, if I yes. can be so bold to say like I don't think that that's where your relationship with God is going to flourish Absolutely. is in your pajamas holding a coffee um, always to be honest and I feel yeah. surprised and not surprised because um, I mean of course so much happened in the world that we were all just kind of like shook to our core but also so many people that I didn't expect to walk away from the church or from the Lord have yeah. and I feel like 
I feel brokenhearted over yeah, this, broken. to be honest yeah, with yeah. you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do. We're going to get there after the break when we talk about a reimagined church. What can church look like, our dream of church, to engage the ums and the nuns and the duns and the people that are breaking your heart that have left? What can that look like? But I want to talk about these four types of ums. I just want your thoughts because this is what they're saying who are the ums, mm-hmm. and maybe it'll give us a sense of how we can connect with them or maybe just connect with ourselves on these areas. So they said, the first type of um is the disoriented um. <laughs> Over the last years, they become new parents. They've lost jobs. They've moved in back with their parents. They've changed jobs. And so the rhythm has changed, which has upset the stability of their lives. Mm-hmm. And church was kind of the stability and it's no longer there. Yeah. And so they are completely disoriented and therefore now not going to church. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thoughts? That's me. I'm that. That's me. Yeah. Okay. I feel completely disoriented. Yeah, I relate to that too. Yeah. yeah. And so in, and in that way of like a lot of people lost their jobs yeah. and people became new parents and all of that. So yeah. it's, that's what a lot mm-hmm. of them are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had my baby in a lockdown, and then all of a sudden, and then I got used to living like that yep. for months. And then all of a sudden, church opened back up, and I was like, "Oh, I don't know how to go to church with my baby because yeah. we've done this for as long as she's been living, and now I have." Uh, yeah. uh, uh, so like very disoriented, yeah. believe it or not. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Okay. The second one is, <laughs> I feel like I'm outing myself. I feel like really awkward in doing this. Demotivated. Uh-huh. It's, I mean, and and there's different things, but. Part of it is what, tonight you mentioned, problems that they've witnessed in the church. Mm. So they've seen the downfall of pastors, the ongoing sins of racism and sexism, the failures of the church, which then when you look at the church, you're just like, I have no motivation to go to that place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't even know what to say. It's like, it's a real place. And... A lot of people want to go back to church, but there's a lot of real pain. Mm-hmm. And so it's almost like, what do we do with that pain? Where, where do we go with that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. It's real. It's heavy. It's the real heavy stuff that, um, you know, there needs to be a lot of healing and freedom within churches, I think, uh, across the board. And yeah, it's a whole process. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I... For myself, just in, in hearing what, what you ladies are saying too, is like the, the pain piece is real. And while there has been some wounding, I can certainly see for myself and other people I know, there's also this thing that creeps up in my mind around, the, but there's also pain at work and there's pain in other places. Why have I allowed church mm. to be on the chopping block? Why mm. has that been an option? And so it's a conviction for myself around, you know, there's pain everywhere. Yeah. And, um, but we, have a, we, we hold the church to a very high standard and high expectation. And while there is pain there, it's not the only place that there's pain. Mm-hmm. And right. uh, it, it, for me, uh, you know, as I speak to myself, it just can't be an option yeah. to not go. Yeah. Wow. Good. Yeah. Discouraged. The ums are discouraged. It's the weight of suffering collective grief over the last two years. Uh, struggling with mental health and motivation. Loss of relationships which has then left this residue of malaise. Mm. And they're just estranged from their local church, just really discouraged. It's exhausting. Mm-hmm. And I get that. There are days where I'm like, I just don't want to get out of bed. I'm tired. Yeah. You know, uh, we've, we've had some like struggles with our own mental health and with our mm-hmm. kids' mental health yes. through the pandemic. Yeah. And so it's a lot of energy mm-hmm. to get up and go to a church. Sure. Does that resonate with any of you or do you hear 
I mean, that, too. that just reminds me of how we been, we were living pre-pandemic. Like a lot of us were living on autopilot where we're going to work Monday to Friday. We're picking up our kids. We're going to extracurricular activities. We're volunteering. We're going to church on Sundays. We're doing everything on the Saturday. And it's just like, go, go, go. Mm -hmm. Then life just stopped. Mm -hmm. And we found a new routine. And so now the expectation to get back there is like, I don't know if I can do that. Yeah. And so unfortunately, people cut down church. Mm -hmm because we usually cut down to things that kind of meet our own needs. It's like, oh, my needs don't really matter. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm gonna make sure my, my kids are okay. I'm gonna make sure I'm excelling at work. But you know what, I could put my own needs on the back burner, or maybe I forgot. The, the, the wonderful things that church poured into my life and I've become disconnected with that. But for whatever reason, we like, people have been cutting that part out first. But doesn't that make you sad as a believer yeah. that like people would cut that out? I just think in the Bible, it tells us that Jesus was in the habit of meeting at the synagogue. And, and I mean, maybe that means lots of different things, but I just think, why, why, why is that the first to go for us? Mm -hmm. Like, exactly. that should be a priority in our lives, I, th I think. Yeah. All right, finally, disembodied is the is the fourth one of the four type of ums and this is the sentiment that online worship does not work for them mm. when we went on to online for church churches struggled already um they got they they removed themselves so they didn't want to be on more zoom calls more things and then when congregations came back in person they just didn't return yeah. it was like they'd experienced that for two years and then now we're kind of back and doing hybrids and they just don't have, yeah. they just don't want to do it. Mm -hmm. Anybody feel like that or any thoughts on that? I certainly get it. I mean, I think we've become consumers mm -hmm. and um, this whole shift to online has created even more things to consume. But when we go to church, there's an expectation of contribution or at least interaction. <laughs> and to, yeah. so to be consuming so heavily, uh, so typically, yeah. I think it, so much so through the Zooming or however we've mm -hmm. been doing it, it's, it's changed how we, you know, maybe see church. Yeah. And again, heartbreaking. Yeah. Yeah. But the consumption piece, we're really good consumers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And heartbreaking because you wonder, like, were, were they part of a community? Did they feel plugged in? Mm -hmm. Was there a sense of belonging or was it a false sense of belonging? And did they discover that now that they're not in the physical building? Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. So we've established the problems. Yeah. <laughs> we've identified the ums. And now we're going to go to break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about what would a reimagined church look like, the importance of meeting together, and answer these questions on the four ums and give those ums some hope. We'll be right back. Chindale is set apart for several reasons. They're very invested, not only in your academic excellence, but also your spiritual growth. The best part of studying at Tyndale is the flexibility. Our professors, they work with us to help us get through the courses. They really care about me as a person. Come, you'll see the diversity that the Kingdom of God has to offer. If you want to develop personally, I'd want to develop professionally. This is the place for you. Okay, we've looked at the issues of why the ums and many people aren't going to church. And now we want to talk about how can we give practical advice and wisdom and encouragement to help people start over, to maybe re-engage in church. So we looked at, we are disoriented, we are demotivated, we're discouraged, and we're disembodied. So hearing that from our personal perspective, what would a reimagined church look like? What does it need to look like? Brooke, why don't we start with you? Yeah, I think like 
I mean, there's no perfect church, first of all, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, if I, if I walked away from everything that hurt me, I'd have nothing left in my life. Mm -hmm. And so I think like finding a church that, uh, that you feel like you can, just, um, you can just be yourself in, whatever that may look like, I think that's really important. It doesn't have to be in a church building even. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I feel like the church is, it's such a broad, such a broad thing. And, and I think we're always going to, um, we're always gonna carry some sort of, um, uh, we're always gonna carry burdens, right? Yeah. We need a place to come and a community to pray with us and to lean on. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't know where that, where that perfect place is, but um, I just know we need to be there, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. yeah. I think for me, a reimagined church would be um, where there is a church with more accountability. Mm -hmm. I think where there is um, a smaller gap between leaders and churchgoers, mm -hmm. um, and a kind of a, a, a better of a, a playing field where you know people have access to leaders. There is uh, information available. There's accountability, um, and I think there there needs to be space for the tussle. I think mm -hmm. we do a lot of things good in church, mm -hmm. but one thing we don't do well is conflict. You know, mm -hmm. we just avoid conflict. We're like, okay, I forgave you. Yeah. We're, we're good. Let's, let's move on. And I, and I kind of feel like that's what we're trying to do right now. Like we want to say, okay, we've recognized that there are people that are not going to church anymore. So let's now bring them back into church. Let's change things. But I think we need to spend some time in the pain, in the hurt. We need to spend some time in rebuilding what has been broken down because things have been broken down mm -hmm. where people are like I don't want to go back there we need to rebuild and so rebuilding before we re rebuild we need a blueprint we need a plan right we need to figure out what's the lay of the land mm -hmm. and now that it's changed how are we going to move forward and that takes time and I don't know if we're willing to take that time mm -hmm. but I think we need time I think we need time to heal we need time to regroup and this isn't a race you know mm -hmm. like we are this this life is so short but recreating this imagined church is not a race. Yeah. I think the process is so much more important than, than the destination. And so healing, rebuilding community, um, building each other back up is so much more important than where we're, we'll, we'll be going. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's like what she said. brilliant. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got nothing. I, I, I guess from my perspective, I, I feel really strongly that this is where grie grief and grace meet. Mm. And I think that the reimagined church needs to make space for the grieving and for the yeah. conflict and for the struggle. And, um, and I think as, as churchgoers and as Christians, we really do have to work hard on what's happening in ourselves. Mm -hmm. um, what is it we're expecting from the church to provide? Uh, I think the church is just a place where a bunch of humans meet. And really, our personal relationship with Jesus, and we again, I go back to the thought of like this consumption piece. If we're consuming, there's a bit of a, a, a need to flip the script, I think, around mm -hmm. how, how can I be part of the solution instead yeah. of part of the, yes. the problem. Yes. When I'm looking at the four ums, so disoriented, we, we realize that there's been a rhythm shakeup, and so maybe the church needs to have a rhythm shakeup. Mm -hmm. Because why is it always a Sunday morning at 9.30, yeah, which yeah. is the worst time to have church? Um, why can't it be other times? Different places, it looks different. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so, so maybe the church, and I'm calling out the church, that it needs to be able to be a little bit moldable and flexible in, in the rhythm. So why is it set? I understand it when you've got volunteers and people, sure. but why is all the energy put on a, on a Sunday morning service mm -hmm. yeah. when we have a lot of needs through the week yes. of our people mm -hmm. and the needs of our community? So that's just my rant. Second, demotivated, huge call out on sexism, racism, mm -hmm. and uh, 
problems with downfalls of our pastors. Mm -hmm. and I think that's what you're saying yeah. about accountability mm -hmm. and, and the place where the leaders aren't so far away. The gap is not big where there can be accountability to call out these things. Mm -hmm. And a hard look that it's going to take some time, yeah. but we need those prophets and people to call it out on racism right. and issues of sin, because it's sin. Mm -hmm. um, discouraged mental health. Again, I think the church needs to understand the mental health of our people mm -hmm. and, and, and figure out support systems, buddy systems, big brothers, mentors, mm -hmm. anything to kind of move and empower your people to help one another. Right. Yeah. I mean, I will say this for a shout out to the leaders. Sometimes everybody goes to the leader and the pastor yeah. when they have issues. Sure. It should be spread out to all of the congregation mm. to help one another. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then I think disembodied, I think the online thing, <laughs> the hybrid thing, yeah. I, uh, you know, I think we're done with that and we mm. need to meet in person. Yeah. And so I think the church definitely needs to make some changes and very important changes um, and, and kind of maybe it's even throw out the playbook on some things mm. and say, God, mm -hmm. what does it look? Yeah. Mm -hmm. What does it look like for our neighborhood? What is it? Because it could be unique from different provinces, different countries, yeah. different people groups. Mm -hmm. yeah. My thoughts. Well, I think that's one of the things that the pandemic has taught us is that church doesn't need to be done just in a building on, at 9.30 on a Sunday morning anymore, mm -hmm. yeah. right? We've been meeting in really unique ways and over the last couple of years mm -hmm. that we maybe hadn't thought of before. I think that's so beautiful. Yeah. And so for people who feel or who are disembodied, um, maybe like that type of meeting is for you to go and find a community of people that have dinner on a Saturday night and read the word and encourage each other. Mm -hmm. Like, it's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. And we are the church, right? Yeah. And so we have the ability, we have the responsibility to step up to the plate mm -hmm. and create these communities. You know, it's our responsibility to reach out to those people that are no longer in our church building, who we don't see anymore, who are right. disconnected, and be like, hey, how are you? Mm -hmm. You know, how can I rebuild community instead of looking towards our leaders who are already exhausted, overworked, mm -hmm. underpaid, like just, <laughs> just, you know, the leaders have a lot on their plate, but we are also leaders, we are also yes. the church. And so we need to kind of take on that ownership and um, do something about it, step into action. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And every leader is going, yes, and that's <laughs> yes, because they're saying yes, because yeah. again, a lot of the, the weight has been put on them. And again, we are the leaders. Let's yeah. lead. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Just been, uh, you know, I was thinking about what, what happens in churches now. I'm noticing a trend in this whole kind of like TED Talk um, approach to yeah. uh, Sunday service. So it's, you know, it's a 15 minute TED Talk. It feels really good. And we're learning about our personality and all the things. But are we really learning about the heart and soul of our Heavenly Father, um, of, of the mission of Jesus? And this, ch this change has been... Um, kind of growing over the last few years. And I, I, I feel like there's a superficial piece that needs to be addressed as well. Yeah. So that where we go back to the depth piece. So if that means that it's a smaller group and it's on a Tuesday evening right. as opposed to Sunday morning, whatever that looks like, let's get back yeah. to, the, to the core of it all. That's right. You know, one of the things in the, in the article, how to find a new community, because people we were like, okay, you're saying all these great things, you guys, but what does that mean? And they suggested three things in this article. First, if you're trying to find a new church community, go to the people that are in your life that are already in an active church. Mm. Like go to them and say, why are you still there? Mm -hmm. What's working? What's not? Mm -hmm. Kind of the people that are there, go to them and ask. Yeah. The second thing they say is, if you can't find a church, look at the ones near your home. Mm -hmm. yeah. First off, in your neighborhood, yeah. with an emphasis on mission beyond Sunday. And that's something that's really connecting with me. Right. Mm. Because over and over, the church needs to be missional, it needs to look outside of itself. It needs to be, you know, cares of the community and of our neighbors. Mm -hmm. yeah. 
loving our neighbors. And then third, it said, it may also, what Brooke, you said, look in unconventional places to meet and serve. Mm -hmm. Now I'm big on, on a home church, but I also want to take a pause on that because I'm like, I love that, I'm about home church, but you still need to be missional. Yeah. You still need to give. You still need to celebrate in like the sacraments and doing communion yeah. and, and baptisms. Like mm -hmm. that's gotta be part of the worship and experience of yes. it. Yeah. It can't all just be hanging around talking, right. though I love it. Church is that, is all of the expressions of worship and care for one another and our neighbors. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think that really is the reimagined church. Yeah. And Good. it's it takes a while. Yeah. It's thoughtful, mm -hmm. it's intentional, mm -hmm. but I'm hearing from you that, all of you, that it's important it's that important. we continue to meet. Yeah. It's important. We continue to meet and, and celebrate and, and grieve together mm -hmm. and learn together. Well, I'm excited that Trifina is back in the studio with us to share uh, her Good Word segment. Take it away, Trifina. Whew, this is a big topic. Can I just say, if you are someone who's been hurt by church, how sorry I am that your heart has been trampled on in that way. Can I also acknowledge how courageous you are that you're willing to engage in this conversation and in scripture, scripture that may have been weaponized against you in the past. One of my favorite stories is Jesus raising Lazarus from the dead. Jesus knowing he was about to redeem the pain of those around him, he still entered into their pain and loss. He wept. So as you may be mourning the loss of your church community, of broken trust, fractured relationships, can I just remind you that Jesus weeps alongside you. With that said, there is another piece to our healing and wholeness journey that we find on page one of scripture. After God had created Adam in this beautiful garden, he says, it is not good for the man to be alone. I will make a suitable helper for him. It's Adam, the animals and God. And God seems to think something is still missing. Eve is created and Adam celebrates saying, this is now bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. Adam is celebrating their sameness. Adam now has another human who shares the same bones and flesh. As amazing as all the animals around him would have been, they were not his community. They were not a human he can dialogue with, connect with, and share common experiences with. As incredible as being in the presence of our creation and our creator can be, God has also designed us for community. On your healing journey, take your time, mourn, delight in creation and in your creator, but don't stop there. Adam had both and still needed community. Can I encourage you to also seek out spaces and people where you can say bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. You are like me, you mirror God's heart back to me. As painful as it is that we may be hurt while in community, so much of our healing is also found in the beauty that is community as well. Thank you, Trifina. Bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh, we need community in one another. Mm -hmm. And in saying that, you know, for the people that had been hurt by the church, and they're like, I know I need community, but I've been hurt by that community. Mm -hmm. What's our encouragement to them in the, in the context of church? Mm -hmm. And then encouraging them to come and, and, and continue to meet or be in community. Nicole. Mm -hmm. The encouragement that I would, I would say is I would, I would echo Trifina's words around, I am so sorry. I'm so sorry that this has happened. And, um, and that I would just encourage you to give that over. I would, I would encourage you to be honest with what's happened with yourself, with God, with people who care about you and um, who you feel close and safe with. And, um, and sometimes when we um, need to heal from something, when we've been injured, we need to just dip a toe in it. Mm -hmm. And that kind of toe dipping can help just create a little bit of a ripple effect. Oh, wow. um, checking on... Um, 
checking in with people who are in the community that we can trust and start back up again. That's beautiful, mm -hmm. yeah. beautiful. I love that because I think when you are so hurt, you, you shy so far away from the thing that hurt you that you never want to dip your toe back in again. Mm -hmm. And actually you're saying, do the opposite. Mm -hmm. and, and when you do that, know that you're not alone. God is with you in your grieving. He's with you in your pain. The Bible says he, he doesn't draw away from you in your pain. He draws near to you in your pain. And so just to be reminded that like, you can do the hard stuff and the Lord is with you in that. That's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and dipping your toes is so important for your healing journey because relational wounds are healed in relationships. Mm -hmm. oh, and so, so we might want to try to heal these wounds alone and isolated, yeah. but that's not how God designed us. Mm -hmm. God wow. designed us to heal in community. Mm -hmm. And wow. so dipping our toes is so important. You notice that the title of the show was starting over. It wasn't dead stop. Uh -huh. You notice yeah. that when I wrote the theme, it was like we're starting over with the assumption that mm -hmm. maybe this didn't work. Maybe the pandemic took us out. We're disoriented. We're disembodied. We're disillusioned, whatever it is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But don't give up on the church, and which just means don't give up on God. Mm -hmm. Like there are other communities around that you can be a part of. Mm -hmm. yeah. There might be where you give your community that you were a part of, another chance, dip your toe back in. Mm -hmm. And there might be then a choice to go find somewhere new mm -hmm. and find another community. But what I've heard you all say is that it's worth it, it's needed, we must. We, must. we need each other, yeah. we need to be in community. And I think mm -hmm. the hurt part, we need also space to deal with the hurt. Yeah. I would not suggest to go back, right back to the hurt mm -hmm. immediately after and think, everything's okay, right. I'm just gonna forgive, forget and go on. I, there is a process of dealing with the hurt and being healthy. Mm -hmm. But I know that there's a lot of amazing women and men and churches out there. And so don't give up on them. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you, Nicole, Sunite, Brooke, for your thoughts. I was really encouraged by uh, your, your thoughts on, on church, what a reimagined church can look like. Mm -hmm. And I feel hopeful, encouraged, and I'm gonna now start looking for <laughs> a good church community now because I've been very deeply, deeply convicted. So thank you and thanks for joining me. Yeah, thank you. And to our viewer and listener, thank you so much for spending the time with us. And if you're struggling uh, to find a church, I hope our thoughts and our conversation encouraged you and inspired you to do just that. For more information, go to seeherelove.com. And as you do, number one, we are cheering you on. We are praying for you that you will find a community that cares for you, where you will flourish and thrive and know that you are seen, heard, and deeply loved by God. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for listening to See, Here Love, the podcast with Melinda Estabrooks. Stay connected with our daily posts and stories on Instagram or Facebook at See, Here Love, or join our newsletter at www.seeherelove.com.